you've got your Bibles, you can go ahead and turn to James 3, James 3.10. I'm actually going to read from Proverbs 18.21, but you can just go ahead and turn to James 3.10, or you can go to Proverbs 18.21 if you want, it's up to you. But we started out this, this series, Framing Your World, and whether we know it or not, we are framing a world around us. Proverbs 18, 21, it says, it says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And I point out it's very important for us to, to realize how the power that's behind that. And, and I'm going to show you according to God's Word uh, today how, how God showed us specifically in His Word. He gave us specific examples of how powerful our words are. So, very simply, our words have the power to drain the life out of you or to drain the life out of your spouse or out of your marriage or out of your children. Our words have that ability. And our words also have the ability to speak life into our marriages, into our churches, into our spouses and into our children, right? Amen. It's true. Well, today we're going to talk about framing without a square. Mark Miller, do you have a square? This is, who knows what this is? I bet Casey all know what that is. That's a drywall square. Anybody know what, what it does? I'll tell you what it does. It keeps you, when you, you put your drywall here and you make a cut, it keeps it all nice and square. And that way, when you get done drywall in your house, it don't look like this, or it don't look like this. It looks just like that. Now, ladies, I'm going to simplify for some of the men and some of the ladies. I got to watch, you know, it's PC correct. We got to be careful. I'm going to, I'm going to simplify that for everybody here. If you don't use a square when you drywall your house, Men and women that don't know, I'm going to simplify it for you. If you don't use this, it won't look the way you want it. All right? If somebody comes in and hangs your drywall and they don't have something that looks like this, you're going to be calling somebody else to have them come back and redo it. All right? And it's the same way when we frame our life. It's the same way when we take the Scriptures, the words of God, and we start to, to build a life around us that we want to see. It's, it's the same illustration. James 3.10. James 3.10, we'll start there and we'll read down through 12. Now notice this. It says, so blessings and cursings come out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters... This is not right. And then God goes on, or James goes on, inspired by the Holy Spirit, and he gives us some real-world examples of what he's talking about. And he says, Does spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? And it says, no, you can't draw fresh water 
out of a salty spring. And as I was thinking about this, even this morning, I thought, now, wouldn't it be odd if you went to the ocean, and at the ocean you had this massive body of water, but there was one little circle there that had fresh water in it? Would that ever happen? No. It would never happen. Or wouldn't it be great if we could plant a tree, and I would, I would love to find a tree that do this, that would do this, and the tree would be divided up. On this side of the tree would be apples, and on this side of the tree would be oranges, and maybe even some grapes down low. Now, wouldn't that be great? It would be great, wouldn't it? But do you think it'll ever happen? No, not unless they graft it in. It will be the only way that will happen, right? Well, see, God said it's the same way with our words. Framing our world, we cannot talk down and go against God one day and then raise Him up and bless Him on another day. I'll say that again. God tells us, I'll bring it right down to where we live, God tells us that it's not good for us to spend 30 minutes in praise and worship only to wake up on Monday morning and say, oh, woe is me. I'm telling you, it's not good when we argue with God. James 3.10, it says, And so blessings and cursings come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Now, a lot of you might be thinking right now, you, say, you might be thinking that you don't curse. You don't use curse words. Is that what some of you are thinking? Probably is. But, but the word, when it talks about curse words here, it's not talking about a four-letter word. What it's talking about is when we disagree with God with our mouths. When God says you are blessed and your mouth says I am cursed. That's not agreeing with God. And that's being double-minded. And you know what the book of James, James 1, 7, 1, 8, it says, let the double-minded man expect to receive nothing from God. Nothing from God. So I'm telling you all this this morning is because this is so important. This is so important in your life and in your future and in your children's life that we frame the world that we want to frame. We want it to look just right. How many, how many families in here, how many of you have changed the carpet in your house and put down something different? Maybe you put down laminate. Or maybe you painted the room. It seems like here at Orchardville Church, we're always changing the color of something. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. We're always changing something. We're always doing, doing something. Why? Because, because we are framing what we want it to look like. We're not, you know, we just didn't, they didn't just come in here and put the drywall on the wall and say, yeah, that's good enough. No, we took the time and, and looked and seen what color they wanted and, and they started painting. Why? So that they could frame this building the way they wanted it. And see, it's the same way with our lives. You see, sometimes with our mouths, we're framing a world that we don't want to live in. We're framing a house, we're framing a structure that is designed to hold our family and our, and our friends and our, and our children, everybody. It's designed to hold that, but nobody's going to want to be there. 
Nobody's going to want to live there. They don't want to stop by and visit because it's not framed well. Amen. 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 So it's so important. Actually, James 3.10, once again, it says, So blessings, blessings simply means that we speak favor upon or bestow favor upon or bless someone with something that you have. And that's God's intent to his children. How many of you have children? Most of you do. Many of you do. How many of you want to see your children blessed? Well, God wants to see his children blessed too, right? So that's why this scripture said, it says so. Do we have that up there, James 3.10? And it says, and so the blessings and cursings come pouring out of the same mouth. So in other words, it's saying that we should not bless our world and try to build it right and then turn right around and start cursing that thing and destroying it because guess what we'll get? We'll get something that we don't want. We'll end up with a house. We'll end up with a world that we don't want to live in. How many can relate to that? Amen. I can too. For years and years, I built a world that I didn't want to live in. But I didn't realize until after I received Christ as my Lord and Savior and found out what the Word of God says, only then did I realize, hey, I've got something to say about what is active in my life. I've got something to say about my surroundings. If I will just, this is what I realized, if I will just agree with God, if I'll just follow Him, if I just won't argue with God and speak what He says, I'll speak blessings, not only in my life, but in my wife's life, in my children's life. Speak blessings and not cursings. Blessings and not cursings. You know, there's several examples, but I want to share a couple of you with you this morning here. That God spoke when the truth is he really had no reason to speak other than an illustration or an example for mankind. Genesis 1, eight different times the Scripture says that God spoke, right? We all know that, Genesis 1. God spoke, and it happened. Well, think about this. The Scriptures tells us that the world was formless and void, right? It was formless and void, and mankind wasn't made yet, right? Who can I preach to? Mankind wasn't made yet. It was formless and void, and mankind wasn't created yet, okay? Well, who was God speaking to? Huh? You think he's talking to Jesus and the Holy Ghost? They already knew. Who was he speaking to? He was showing mankind. He was showing you. He was showing me. That our words have power. Our words have consequences. And that's why we see here, here in, in James 3.10. Blessings and cursings. Speaking of James 3.10 and blessings and cursings, whenever Jesus cursed the fig tree, what happened? He spoke against it. And what happened? It withered and died. 
Now, here's my fear. Here's my concern. I think sometimes as believers, we accidentally do that, not even knowing it sometimes. Here we are. We're trying to build this life. We're trying to build this structure but, we're, but we disagree with God and we speak things out that don't line up with God's word at all. And by doing that, it's withering. And it's not growing the way we want it to. It's not looking the way we want it to. And, you know, and, and I think that's also why the scripture says the washing of the word grows us up. It changes us. The water, the washing of the word, it it changes us. And that's when we line up with God and we speak the word of God. Amen. Amen. Mark's going to help me this morning. Come ahead, Brother Mark. Proverbs 18.21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. James, the book of James says that our tongue is, is like a rudder. It's like a rudder. It'll, it'll steer you from one place to another. It'll drag you this way and it'll drag you that way. So there's no doubt, and then we look at James 3.10, there's no doubt the power of our words are important. It says blessings and cursings. Come pouring out of the same mouth, brothers and sisters, that is not right. You aren't listening to me at all, are you? <laughs> I'll just go over and sit down. I'll just go watch Mark too. <laughs> now what I could do, I could, you know, quote the Word of God and be so thankful that He watches over me, but, you know, I just don't feel like it today. My wife's been ornery to me. I'm, 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 I better move over here. <laughs> my wife's been ornery to me, and my friends are a jerk. I better, I better, move, on. I better move on over here. And uh, maybe I ever stay up here by myself. Maybe I ever step here by myself. And all these things are going wrong. I know church was church was good yesterday, and and all that. But you know, I just don't feel like you know God is with me no more. I just don't feel like He loves me no more. I just don't don't feel like my life is going the way it should. Nobody loves me. My church don't love me. They don't care if I show up or not. I've been gone for two weeks and nobody's called me. Whoa! Oh, it's terrible. I'm broke. I don't have no money in my pocket. Uh, my kids are going crazy. I don't know what's going to happen to me. I don't know if I'm, it might be the big one, Martha. I don't know. It might be the big one. And you know what we end up with? We end up with something that can be knocked down and destroyed by the smallest wind, the smallest circumstance, the smallest bump in the road can knock it down. You end up with something that you don't want to live in. You end up with something that won't keep the wind out, 
won't keep the rain out, won't keep the devil away. How much time did you spend on this, Mark? <laughs> wow. But see, that's what we frame with our words when we frame our lives without a square. When you don't use, when you don't use the Word of God to keep you going the right direction, when you don't use the Word of God to keep your words being blessings and not cursings, this is what you end up with. Now, let me just see, let me just see how square, that's not bad, is it? Let's see. <laughs> All right, Elaine. And K-Shell, is that okay for Orchardville Church? Huh? Why not? It's not, is it? Hey, well, look, we, we got shingles on it. Is that not? You know, I, I imagine we got shingles on it. And, you know, if you stand, right, if you stand over to this corner and hunker in real close, you might not get wet. Whoa! <laughs> How many of you want to live in that? Well, you know what? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Some of you so know it's really like me to knock that down, don't you? <laughs> I'm not going to. I don't think. I might, I might in a minute. I don't know. But see, here, here's, but with our words, because our words have power, our words have meaning, and then we can either agree with God or we can disagree with God. The choice is ours. The choice is yours. But here's what, here's what the church, all the churches all across of America are doing. They are building things like this, disagreeing with God and arguing with God's word. They're building this, and then they want their family to prosper in it. Then they want their children to grow up and be good. I think I will knock it down. <laughs> I'll say that again. We build something that looks so chaotic. Of course, no, you can't see our world in the natural. But coming out of one day we're high and we're, we're no, we're not high. But so, some days we are up there in the clouds with the Holy Ghost and we're on fire and everything is great. And the next day, woe is me. Somebody knocked God off the throne and I don't know what I'm going to do. It shall not be. Life and death should not come out of the same tongue. Now, some of you guys, some of you are thinking, well, what am I supposed to do? Watch every word? No, I'm not saying that. I am not saying it's about your heart. What I'm saying is that we need to have the Word of God inside of us. And then, if we have the Word of God inside of us, then when a situation comes up, the Word of God will come out of you. You won't have to wonder, what, what should I say? What should I say? No. Hey, I'll, I'll, t I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you, you know why I don't say a cuss word whenever I smash my thumb? And I smash my thumb. You know why I don't say a cuss word? Because it's not in there. It's not in there. The Word of God's in there. Yeah. Amen. 
Amen. I'm going to use this one last illustration. We got a, we got a baptism. I'm, one, one last illustration. How many of you know someone that has said the same lie over and over and over for so long and so many times that they believe it's true? Probably most of you probably know somebody like that. Well, this is what the Lord showed me a long time ago. The same thing works for the truth. If you will speak the truth, if you'll speak God's Word out of your mouth time and time and time again, even if you don't believe it, you keep speaking it, and you'll start to believe it. Gary Rayburn, how are you? I wish I had a dollar every time I heard him say that. You know what? And it don't matter if it's early in the morning you ask him that or late at night. He is blessed and highly preferred. You know why? Not because of the day he's had or not because his finances are all perfect and he's going on a vacation to Hawaii. No, not because of that. He is blessed and highly preferred because he knows the blessings that are in God's Word that are his because he's a child of God. It's true. It's true. It's true. Samson from the Old Testament was a, was a judge of, over Israel before Israel had a king. And God had a call upon his life. He had blessings that he wanted to bestow on Israel and on Samson. But because Samson did not follow God, he, he framed his world all on his own. He didn't want God's interference. And because Samson framed his own world, he ended up, his enemies poked his eyes out, and they tied him to a threshing floor, and he went around and around like an animal, and he finally died in a situation where he was crushed that God never intended for him to be in. God had called him. God had anointed him. But because he chose to frame his world a different way than what God told him to, he died a miserable death. I can go on. I can go on. King Saul, Israel's first king, his anointing, God's anointing was on Saul. He had great plans for Saul. But because Saul chose, to, chose not to forgive, and because he had a jealous spirit and a mean spirit, he just could not follow God. So he built something that looked like this. And he ended up being miserable and a sad excuse for a king. But it wasn't God's plan. That wasn't what God had chose for him. So I wonder sometimes for us believers, I wonder, I wonder why sometimes we end up with this. But this isn't what God wanted for us. It's because we speak curses. We speak against what God's Word says. And in doing so, we end up in a situation that nobody wants to be and no family should have to live. Amen. Bow your heads with me, please. Praise Him if you'll come. Heavenly Father, we do worship you today and we praise you today, Father. We thank you. Father, for speaking your word here today, for the people hearing your word. We thank you, Father, for 
for hearts being open, for minds being open. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now, now if you're here today and you don't have that joy like we had spoken of earlier, you can have that. The scripture actually says, it says that whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord, that's what the scripture says. It also says that today is the day for salvation. So if you don't know beyond a shadow of a doubt that your sins are forgiven and that heaven will be your home, this day is for you. I encourage you to humble your heart and ask Jesus to come into your heart and forgive you of your sins. For everyone else, most of you know that heaven is your home. But you've come to the realization that sometimes you speak against God's word. Well, there's no condemnation in Christ. If this, if this sermon this morning doesn't minister to you or last Sunday's sermon didn't minister to you or the Sunday before that, there is no condemnation in Christ. But if this speaks to you, if you know that you've made mistakes and you and, and you continually speak bad things over your family and over your children. And you're framing your world without the Word of God. God wants you to do one thing. Maybe two. He wants you to repent of it. He wants you to ask for forgiveness. And then He wants you to start focusing and trying to work and do it the way He wants you to do. And if you will do that, God will move in your life. He will change your life and he'll take this old rickety thing and he'll start straightening it up. The more you speak, the more you agree, it'll start looking good. And, and you never know, you might even be able to get shingles across the whole thing. I don't know. You might. So as the praise team plays, if you have a need this morning, please come. If you've never received Christ as your Lord and Savior, please come. If you want strength, for tomorrow, please come. Amen.